that's what I'm saying. The podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. So subscribe to That's What I'm Saying. We're on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also watch That's What I'm Saying, the TV show weekdays on Island TV or on the Island TV app. Also, follow us on Instagram at TwizPod. So I'm Sean. And I'm Shatara. So, Sean, what are we calling this episode? Hey, cool cats and kittens. <laughs> oh, getting right into this Ratchet Minute. I I don't know if you, I know you've heard. I don't know if you watched it, but the Netflix series Tiger King, Murder, Mayhem, and Madness. Uh, it is something that I think a lot of us have seen and we cannot unsee it. The craziest shit ever on TV. Um, have you seen it? No, I haven't. But if I hear one more person tell me I got to watch this damn Tiger King, I'm like, what is this? A new Lion King movie? Like what? it is lions and tigers and gay zoo owners. They like the mafia. They roll up on each other. Uh, gay for pay, meth heads, cat lovers, um, murder for hire. It is just like the craziest shit. You know how they say like white people do the craziest shit. It's the it's just it's a Netflix show. First of all, it's like five or six episodes. I think I'm I'm like five in. I haven't seen the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen enough though. I've seen enough. You've seen enough. It is. I I you gotta you just gotta watch it. It's like one of those things you just get addicted to. The craziest shit. It, I mean, it just really it, it really gets into how these people collect these exotic wild animals. Okay, is this anything like the alligator hunter guy? God rest his soul. Um, anything like that? What do you mean? Like, uh, like, uh, like the alligator guy, you know, like getting all close. Like, you know, he could kill me any second now in his family. Yeah, but these are people like they own these animal rescues or like these zoos. Okay. You know? Um, and what's even, what's crazy is like, you know, there's an animal rescue not too far from me and, you know, I've gone a couple of times and I mean, it has like boa constrictors, white alligators, like cougars, jaguars, like all of these animals, all of these animals have been confiscated from local homes. People around the neighborhood have supplied all the animals to this animal rescue. Like this is what they do. I even have a neighbor who has a lion. Like she keeps, and the lion is like as big as her. She walks him on her property. It's the craziest thing. So, I a mess, a mess upon a mess. Um, Tiger King. Just okay. watch a little bit of it. You got it. And I got three words. Um, Carol did it, y'all. <laughs> I didn't see it. I don't, okay, so I'm going to have to watch it. I just think of uh, years ago, um, news reported that there was a guy in Harlem and he had an alligator that was like more than six feet long. I remember. You remember that? <laughs> in his apartment in Harlem, New York. We were like, hold up. This is before New York was gentrified, okay? <laughs> this is before Harlem was gentrified, sorry, because had it been today, we'd be like, yeah, yeah, all right. You know, it's it's Jimmy from the Starbucks. He did it. But we were like, hold on a minute. What black man is trying to have an alligator? Didn't wasn't that? Do you remember? Okay, so that's I remember he had it out on his terrace. Girl, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget that. Okay, so you gotta watch Tiger King. Gotta watch. All right. Okay. okay, okay. Moving on. Moving on. So. I got to talk about Boosie Bad. Boosie Badass. So the Instagram police have finally caught up with your boy. Um, He has been warned to stop posting these uh, sexually explicit videos on his Instagram live session. Have you seen any of these? No, I'm hearing about it. Uh, Like, 
I'm always the last one to the party. Like, wait. <laughs> so basically, he's in the house. Obviously, he's going a little stir crazy during the quarantine. So okay. he's been offering women like not even $40, like $25 to show um, their boxes and their breasts. And women are doing it. I even see one video is funny, but it's not funny. Mm-hmm. So the, the girls in the video, in the video, he's like, show me your breasts. And the and the baby takes the phone. Oh, oh. <laughs> the baby takes the phone. Times are hard. He's like, I don't want to see. Yo, he is. He's so funny. He's like somebody you like. You know, he'd be like, I don't want to see no damn kids. Some badass kids. <laughs> I want to see some titties. Wait. I mean, he has really made Instagram like his his. Uh, strip club. It's like his virtual strip club. So, wow. And, and women are doing these things for cash. You know, they'll ask for the cash. Well, well, you know what? Tory Lanez has IG Live going on, and he has like girls twerking. He's having like a party. Like all the rappers are checking in. You know, yeah, he has a good time. He's having, you know, everybody's doing what they got to do. I guess I don't know, but is he cash apping these ladies, Boozy? Is he cash apping? I think I think that's what it is. So they they sending his cat the cash app, and he you know. Nigga, clack, clack. He putting it in there. So um, just a way to pass the time. So we all know that Boosie got in trouble before, you know, the whole controversy with him because he's still defending his remarks about Dwayne Wade's transgender daughter. I'm really confused because I thought I'm looking at Zion and he, I mean, he still looks like a male. So I don't understand. Hey, little boy. Hey, little, hey, little girl boy. He's, um, you know, he's he's making his transition. He's on his way. So okay, all right. Now. This is him now. We don't know what he's gonna look like. But anyway, but but on Boozy's level, um, when I hear about this and what he's having the females do and money, I can't help but to think of uh, Luke. Like, yeah. right? Isn't he like a, he's an official current day Luke from? He's Luke with know, an Instagram. Live mm-hmm. crew. Yeah, yeah. Remember Luke was do you know? Show us this show. I'll never forget. I was in Miami years ago. I mean, back in the day, and I was at this. I was at this club and it was a good old time. And then somebody was like, Luke is in the building. I didn't know I was at a Luke party. Girl, everybody and got then... on stage. It got wild. I was like, what the, <laughs> what is going on? It's like, girl, get on stage. I was like, no, get off my arm. <laughs> was that, wait a minute. Do you remember that time real quick? Mm-hmm. I think, no. <laughs> get off my arm. Get off of me. <laughs> I, we went to a party in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Remember, and we all unsuspecting. I think it was like a couple of us. I remember you being there. And then remember at midnight when the lights, <laughs> at midnight, the lights went out and they had garbage cans all around the club, like in the corners. And inside the garbage cans was naked, naked girls. Oh, and, wow. And remember and they jumped out? You don't remember that? No. I, you were there. No. I, I swear that, you were there. No, that would have went down in history. I would have remembered that one. I remember that one. I think it was like Club Fever or something, but it was like a locked door. Remember, do you no. remember back in the day they used to do locked doors? I got one for you. I got mm-hmm. one for you. Because we, we used to party, boy. Cheetah Club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had a good old time. Um, do you remember that time we were walking to, and I think this is when. Oh! Are we ready? Okay. <laughs> this is when uh, the 4040 Club just opened up. JV just opened up 4040. Uh-huh. And we were not, walking. Not the big oily man. Yes, yes. And I remember like finding a parking spot was always like we were determined to party, but we had to find that parking spot. And we were we were driving girls. Forget that. 
And I remember we parked far, we walked, we were doing good on time. And there was this man sitting in like the front of a building. And in front of us, there was a group of girls and we heard the girls go, ah! And we, we knew we were about to approach the, like whatever's going on, this man sitting in this chair. Do you remember? It was a man with like dark glasses on. He had a blanket yeah, on top of him. Black, and he, he was all greased up. He threw the blanket off and he was jerking off. Do you remember that? We were like, ah! Yes. And his dick came up to his lips. It here was goes, so big. Here goes Sean. Wait a minute. She <laughs> Wait, she's going to turn around. Wait a minute. Did not scare her. She was like, hold no. on. I was like, come look. Look at this. <laughs> and he had like a <laughs> like Oh man, he was like sitting in the garbage. He was like at the at the at the garbage dump, sitting yeah, there with a bench. Head. Sitting there with his, his chair. Okay. And he was all oiled up and he had on a um trench coat. Oh hey. my god. He was like plotting, like, and we were the only thugs that didn't run. We were like, <laughs> I was like, hey, come over here. Look at this. <laughs> this is before, like, putting it on the internet or anything. Like, I've never seen anything like that in my life. Like, you could do. There was nothing. He was like, he had a, it was a freak of nature. He was oiled up. I believe I, I might have a picture, to be honest with you. You know I what? Think I have Guess a. What? You did take what? a picture. You did. I did take a picture, right? I don't mm-hmm. know how. Like, I, what? I had a poor the word or something. It was no, so long ago. It, it was a phone, but it wasn't like, you know, it's probably like a Blackberry or something. <laughs> I never had a Blackberry, but yeah, I think I do. Have, I got to find, I think I do have a picture because he was oiled up and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I was yeah, like, I've never seen anything like that in my life. Like, how did we, <laughs> Lola, how did we go? How did we go from Boosie to, <laughs> to, to uh, Wade's uh, kid to Luke, <laughs> the guy outside of the 4040 club? <laughs> Okay, sometimes you have to, you know, trace your steps. So anyway, so um, I don't know if you've seen Drink Champs, uh, the show. I love Drink Champs. N-O-R-E, uh, formerly known as Noriega uh, from the hip-hop. Drink's on the right eating. Yes, you remember. Um, so, okay, he's a hip-hop legend, uh, hip-hop, reggaeton. Uh, he's an artist from Queens, and um, he started in Capone and Noriega, CNN. You remember. Mm-hmm. You remember I have stories about Nori. Yeah, listen, I, I like his I like his verse where he says, I still say no, no means no, no can do. He said, even if your baby mama promised to give us head, <laughs> I still say no, no means no. No, he said, promise give us head and swallow it too. I still say no. <laughs> he would say some funny stuff in his rhymes. But anyway. Getting head in the whip and not crashing it. And getting head. We all had that album. That was a good time. He was, he was all, all the time. All day. All day. Okay. So what's so going on? He's an entrepreneur, right? He's doing his thing. So he has a show, Drink Champs, um, which is on Revolt. And he actually had Lamar Odom on. And we know Lamar Odom. He is the former Lakers NBA player. And he was married to the Kardashians. You know, he had the drug problem. He, was he married? No, he wasn't married to her. But was he, he married? He was. Oh, yeah. They were married. She called him yes. Lam She called him Lam Lam. I remember that. She was married to him. So anyway, so um, he was on Drink Champs. And as you know, the show, they get drunk. Basically, Nori's rolling up. He's smoking. And they're having conversation. He's interviewed, you know, many you know celebrities like Nas, Jeezy, uh, the comedian Ari Spears, Rick Ross. I mean, that's just to name a few. Like, everybody drops in. You know, they show him love. And it's great. Um, so Lamar got on there. And um, I guess the questions about his rings came up. And he got so uncomfortable. And when I tell you there were like 20 uncomfortable moments, Lamar was like, <laughs> Lamar was like, uh, like he, so basically, I don't know. Did he lose his rings? Did he pawn them? Like what happened? 
And he didn't know how to no tell. I don't know. I, I smoked my rings. He didn't know what to say. He pawned them. He pawned them. He pawned them. Okay. So he was just trying to tell Noriega, because I'm going to speak for him, because it seemed like his, you know, lack of being able to speak for himself at that moment was, 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 And he thought that Nori was trying to like, you know, clown him. Like, wait, like I'm coming to this interview showing you love and you know, you putting me in an uncomfortable position. And Nori's like, how? Like, what do you mean? You, you called us. It's like Nori's a little rascal. (laughs) Yeah, but I think it was, I don't think Nori knew the story behind what happened to Lamar's rings that he pawned him. That's what he, so Nori. He, right, said he, didn't he said he didn't know. He was like, you know, I was bringing up the fact that, uh, you know, he basically tried to clear it up. Like I brought up the fact that he has rings and I didn't know that he lost his rings. Nori was saying like, I didn't know. And he must have thought that we were trying to clown him. And that wasn't the case at all. So when you see Lamar, it's like Lamar wanted to cry. Like it was really sad to watch and how they let it go on and on and on. And to the point where Nori's like, look, I don't know where you're going with this, but let me close it up. Brother, we love you. It's Queen's love. Like, that's why you're here. Cause we love you. Like that's what yeah. it is. And I just wanted somebody to be like, when they, when you hear Lamar talk, I wanted to somebody to just say, you're drunk. Shut up. Like he was like, I, I, cause you know what I'm saying. And it was just like, when is somebody going to stop this? Why are they letting this go on for as long as they're letting it go on? And then Nori, he had the nerve and I'm just saying he's a rascal because he said to Lamar, he was like, you know, Google, you heard of Google? Like you can Google yourself and everything comes up. Like, yeah. Google. On the Googles. <laughs> Like playing them out, like you know about Google. Like it doesn't take me to ask you the questions. Like you're Googleable. <laughs> Nori's like smoking his blunt. Like you know, one of those. Like I can smoke and I can still be very sharp. People, mm-hmm. like, you know, I was like, yeah, oh, I, I love that show. But at at certain point, after they start throwing back the shots, and it's like, ooh, child, it's, it it goes down a rabbit hole. But I do love, I do love drink chaps. Champs, I, yeah, I think, and and he says it like Nori said, like we have fun here. Like you know, we're not really here to like ridicule you. Like we have fun. Like I've had everybody here, Mayweather. Like I've we have fun and. You know, Lamar just took it to like a therapy session. It almost felt like, oh my God, tears are about to come. What's going on here? Like, I didn't, even I was like, I didn't come here for this. Like, what is happening? <laughs> reverse, reverse. I was trying to like fast forward. Like, how do I get out of here? Like, this isn't right. Like, and then you just look at him and you're like, you know what? Like, it was a little, it was a little oofy, a little oofy doofy doofy of him. Like, like, oh man. He's like, you don't know what it's like. You know, we've been recruited since we was like 14, 15, man. You don't understand. And it was like, okay, well, what, what's your point in saying that? Like, Nori's like, okay, so what, where are you going with this? It's like, oh, shit. Mm. You know, so you can't, you're not a drink champ. That's all that has shown. Lamar Odom, <laughs> you went to rehab and you came back to prove to us <laughs> that you're not a drink champ. That's all that was. As tall and big as you are, you can't handle the seven shots you took within the hour. And you shouldn't have done it. You should have been like, I'm not here to drink, Nori. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Anyway, so that was I. It's Queen's love. It was Queen's Queen's love. All right, moving on. Where are we? We're at minute. <clears throat> okay, so this is the segment of the show where two silly sisters get very serious. Let me clear my throat. <clears throat> Put on my glasses. Yes. I'm calling this the woke minute in entertainment. Uh, I did get a chance to see the movie The Banker. Uh, with Anthony Mackin, Samuel L. Jackson, and Nia Long. Um, this movie was excellent. It took place in the 1960s, and it was about two African-Americans who pursue the American dream, which is, you know, pretty much to own the home with the white picket fence. These gentlemen go on to build an empire of real estate. Um, 
they basically used a white gentleman to pose as their, um, I guess their face, because at that time, obviously black people couldn't buy homes and they trumped the game. And when I tell you Samuel Jackson was so funny in this movie and he had some of the best dialogue, um, I, I mean, I liked it. I, I, I think that every everybody should see it, uh, black and non-black people. I think this is a movie they should show in the school system. Um, uh, one of the quotes I, I had to even write it down that Samuel said was he was talking to Anthony Mackie and he says, I don't trust people, white and black. The difference is white people screw you over and they can count on other white people that's out there to look the other way. And just knowing that brings out the worst in people. And then um, Mackie goes on to say, like laughing, like, oh, my God, like, how can you be so pessimistic and still get out of bed in the morning? And Samuel answers, even in the rig game, it's fun to play. And I was like, wow, that that is, you know, that's the ongoing game, you know, that is uh, that's the ongoing game. They continue to set up obstacles. And um, I don't know. Did you see the movie? No, I did not. I do want to watch it. I know there was um, somewhat of a scandal that was attached to it um, regarding the actual um, uh, uh, I think it was Bennett, Bennett's son. So I didn't really get too much into it, but I actually do want to see it because I you know, I've read about the story and I, particularly how the FBI infiltrated mm-hmm. their whole operation and they ended up doing Fed time, um, going to the Bahamas. And, you know, they they uh, were able to kind of buy up some of the properties in Bahamas before coming back to L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, it you know, it was a whole story about I mean, I think we all even even today we know about the white only neighborhoods and. Mm-hmm the segregation in those areas and how, I mean, even when you and I were growing up and our parents were buying a home, I mean, that was, I don't know if you remember that, but that was, that was even a thing. It was a reason why, you know, daddy couldn't go to, wasn't at the closing and, you know, wasn't really the face so that we could get into a particular neighborhood. I remember those things. So, um, you know, this is, this is something very real. We talk about gentrification. We talk about all of these things, but how a lot of these communities are built in the first place and how segregation pay, plays a role in um, city lines and putting people on different sides and how it's done. And to know that these men kind of um, were able to overcome that with a, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of scheming and a little bit of being strategic, oh, you know, especially bringing on a white face, the, the guy, um, it was, was in, ingenious. was ingenious. It was, I mean, this was 1965. So you got to think that wasn't too long ago. So in 1965 at that time, um, there was an all white jury and this was in Texas when they decided to buy like a bank in Texas is when like everything went like crumbling down and they actually got convicted of misappropriation of bank funds and they were sentenced to three years in the federal prison. So, you know, Anthony Mackie kind of went out in like a yelling, you know, hysterics in the courtroom. And he says, why is it so important to exclude a group of people from the American dream? So, you know, they they seized their assets. And in the end, uh, their total number of buildings that they owned was one hundred and seventy seven buildings. So the wife, Eunice, who was played by Nia Long, she was only able to retain one building because the deed was in her name. So imagine just, you know, having the intelligence and then having all that just taken away just because of what, you know, like for what? Yeah, that that was terrible. Um, I did have to um, really think of uh, a friend of mine many years ago, older gentleman. Um, 
who's actually in comedy and he's, you know, like I said, older gentleman. And he talked about how he did real estate in Brooklyn. Uh, I would say maybe he was touching on maybe the seventies, eighties and he did uh, real estate in Sheepshead Bay. And he told me a story about how, um, you know, he, his heart couldn't take real estate anymore because he said that he would get these applications from these like, you know, black families that worked very hard and they were qualified and they would have specific homes that they wanted to see. And there were codes on their application as to, you know, why, I guess, you know, the, the secret code, like this is the family that, you know, yeah. go to this neighborhood, like certain significant neighborhoods wanted to keep it white only. And those were like the rules. And he's like, it will break my heart to see like these people that were so deserving and I couldn't take them, you know, and I had to make up an excuse as to, you know, either that house is not for sale anymore. It's not on the market. You know, the open house isn't available. Like he had to come up with bullshit all the time just because no black people were allowed in that neighborhood. Yeah. And he was speaking from his own like truth. And I'm like, wow. So how long ago was that? <laughs> like, oh, wow. He said he couldn't take it anymore. It broke his heart. So this movie, you know, told a lot about that, that real systematic setup, you know, that uh, is really not working in our favor. So we grew up in a gentrified, I would say, what's considered gentrified area. We, we grew up in a very diverse neighborhood. So our parents, you know, coming out of New York, being homeowners, that was big. Mm-hmm. We had a... You know. Yes, it was. Yeah, well, good. I'm, I'm good. definitely going to watch the movie. Please do. Please do. So let's talk about it more when you watch it. Because I got time. Hello. I, rumor has it, uh, why won't you watch it? Give <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me two good reasons. All right. Okay. All right. So moving on. So I wanted to, uh, we've had a lot of listeners who've been asking us to kind of weigh in on this 5G, you know, relationship with the coronavirus. If there's one, the conspiracy, are they related? So um, I thought it would be good to kind of just do a a quick kind of breakdown of um, what it all means just a little and, you know, provide some, I'm, I'm still not necessarily riding the fence, but I look at everything, you know, I like to read, you know, I am a conspiracy theorist. So I think the first thing to understand is what is EMF? So EMF is the electromagnetic frequencies. It's the thing that's found in our cell phones. It's Bluetooth, it's Wi-Fi, it's the smart TVs, it's the microwave. I, you know, I always explain it to my son, Mm -hmm. your nephew, that Mm -hmm. it's the things that you can't see. It's the, you know, how do you know the Bluetooth is working? Even though you can't technically see it going through your body, you know that it works. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's those things. The thing about these types of waves is that they do, I mean, there's, there's plenty of research that they alter your cells and their function. Um, so our bodies process these brain waves in a like a it's like a weird way. So I kind of look at it like I don't know if you've ever listened to 8D audio, which I love. You can listen to it on YouTube. Just pick any song, put it in, and then put 8D, and you hear the difference. Or binaural beats, which you know when I do meditations, I listen to binaural brain waves. Mm-hmm. Um, Another way to kind of understand uh, the kind of waves is there is a love frequency, or that's what it's called. And it's basically, it's a frequency at 528 uh, hertz. Um, It's actually, a lot of Michael Jackson's music was recorded at this frequency. It's called a love frequency because it it, um, makes you feel very emotional. So they've always said Michael Jackson and um, Bob Marley have recorded at this frequency. And that's probably the reason why their music is so universal. There's a reason for that. So our bodies and our brains, they process these types of energies. It's just in a weird way. It's Look at the idea of how our bodies process 
sun energy, you know, it's a, in a way that's beneficial to us. You know, you ever figure how you feel so good when you go out in the sun or they say, just take a walk. And there's a reason for that because your body processes that energy and uses it for, for good processes. So it, just to get a basic understanding of how radio waves work, how this, uh, these frequencies work. Um, and then you have to think about, you know, how do you feel when you're, we are around these electromagnetic frequencies all the time. I don't know if you've ever heard, I was talking to a friend of mine and I was saying, you know, there's a certain buzz in your house, especially if you have a lot of appliances connected, you mm-hmm. can hear it. It's just a, like a light hum and you don't mm-hmm. realize it's there until you're in an environment where it's completely gone. You know, like when you ever go out to the country and they ain't got nothing running and it's just completely silent. Right. It is because you're not hearing those frequencies anymore. Um, so those type of electromagnetic frequencies have been tied into depression, brain fog. Um, it can compromise your autoimmune system, insomnia. I mean, I think these are things that we've all seen and you can you know, kind of understand. Even the idea of sitting up in your bed and 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 it's it's dark and you're looking at your phone mm-hmm. you ever notice what it does to your not only your eyes the eye strain mm-hmm. but just your brain then you, nine times out of 10 you can't go to sleep after you've been on your phone for a few minutes sitting mm-hmm. in a dark room right. there is a reason for that so i i wanted to kind of give a reference for what a radio frequency is first now to understand what 5G is. You know, everybody's talking about 5G. There's 5G this and 5G that, and there's a conspiracy and conspiracy going on. This is the reason for the coronavirus. Um, I don't know one way or the other. What I do know is that, you know, 5G is very, very strong. Um, It's basically the fifth generation of cell phones. So, you know, we've all had, look, I started 2G, 2G, we had 3G, thought we was doing something 4G now. You're like, you know, you're really doing things. Um, So it's basically like the new technology standard for cell phones. Who has cell phones? All of us have cell phones. Right. So the theory has been that Wuhan, China, um, has like the, has started 5G. But in actuality, um, from what I understand, Verizon has or started 5G towers for, for at least, you know, the last couple of years. I think they started the first one in Rhode Island somewhere. So it's been there for a while. It's not that this has originated in China. Mm-hmm. However, I will say that, um, you know, there is there is this technology race that America is always in with China. So China has and Wuhan was probably the centerpiece for 5G, this super strong um radio frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that Wuhan has almost 10,000 5G base stations. Mm. So just, you know, just putting it, just understanding what 5G is. Now let's talk about conspiracy. So um, I don't know if you saw, but Carrie Hilson, the singer Carrie Hilson, who I, I love her, um, but she got on Twitter uh, last week and she said that the COVID-19 outbreak uh, was caused by exposure to this 5G technology. Mm. Um She's, you know, said that basically they've been trying to warn us about it for years. There's been all these petitions um, and it's what we're going through. It affects it's the effects of this radiation. So she kind of likened coronavirus to 5G. Um, You know, I'm I'm not of the mind of that. I don't necessarily see what the connection is, Um, but I think that the effects 
of 5G because we don't really know what it is. We don't really know what the effects are. It's 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 new technology. And, you know, we have this mindset that, you know, anything new, anything fast, we want it faster. You know, mm-hmm. our internet can't be fast enough. Our phones cannot be fast enough. Everything has got to be faster. But what are the effects of that? Right. Um, that is, that's really what the question is. So even I, I was reading, there was a group of scientists and they actually sued the FCC because they, what they're saying is, the um these phone companies are not being honest about the effects of 5G because it affects children the most. And why does it affect children the most? My theory is that you got kids that are using more electronic devices the most. And their so, brains, I'm sorry, and their brains are still develop developing. Yeah, and their brains are still developing. So um Carrie Hilson, she did say, turn off the 5G, disable it on your phones. You know, I, I, I like I said, I, I'm not going to make a direct link between 5G and coronavirus. Um, but what I will say is that I think we can do ourselves a service by minimizing our exposure to 5G. Um, because what does it mean? It, you know, everybody wants it because it's fast and it means more towers and more towers we need to really consider what the long long term effects of that is. So um, that's my take on it. What do you think? I think that uh, you might be onto something uh, when you talk about like you know the strongest uh, and and like you said the hum in the house. I'm like you know what that is so true. I know that even when like I was on the phone yesterday for I would say like I talked to maybe three people and I was on the phone for like two hours at a time with everything happening, I had to take breaks. I had to like, you know, kind of, kind of like, you know, adjust my ears a little bit, put my, you know, like, I like, I need to walk away for a little bit because my, my, and I have like, um, I have bad allergies. So I have, you know, the whole sinus thing going on, ear, nose and throat, everything's connected. I had to like, it just, I felt it. I felt that I was on the phone and I felt waves. I gave it, you know, I felt waves. Like, yeah. And even if like, you know, even if you use ear, ear pods, they say ear pods are not good. That's directly, that's so direct to your yeah. brain. It's not good. And I believe it because a lot of times if you get off the phone, you feel it, you feel it. Mm-hmm. You feel you, it. You feel, you it. feel like a drain. Like yeah. it's 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 draining. Yep. And you're physical. So like I said, I had I said no. I was on the phone for two hours. I got to get off. I gotta you know let me let me come out. Let me come get some water. You know I'll, I'll I'll get back on. I had to use the phone in increments. So I think that's a scary thing. I think that it is probably relevant to the coronavirus. Um, I'm hearing a lot of people um, saying that you know they tested positive and they haven't been anywhere. But the one thing that I would say links them is to technology. So if you can say, you know, I've been tested positive and, um, you know, I haven't been to an airport. I haven't been anywhere. You know, that was like Scarface. That was his testimony. He was like, I haven't been anywhere. Like I'm a homebody. Like, I don't know. Like some, it's not making sense for a lot of people as far as exposure. So if you want to say the one thing you are exposed to, you know, is (laughs) technology, then that does make sense. I don't like it, but it does make sense because, you know, you have this phone in front of you and they give us these tools and we just go with it. You know, have you ever, have you ever felt your phone get hot and feel like there's like a little air blowing from the bottom? Where like oh, yeah. The when the fan turns on. Yeah. yeah. Like little things like that, you know? Yeah. Like you don't know. So, you know, they give us like, like, you know, you ever, same way you ever think of something then it pops on the TV and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Wait, yeah. That's like, that's way too much. We, we, we definitely need to talk about it because I have, I have my own theory on that, but absolutely. But, mm-hmm. and also, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, 
where it, where those where are those thoughts coming from? But that's a whole other podcast. But yes, exactly, we exactly. I, we can go there. Well, let me know when you want to go. Let me know. Yeah, you mm-hmm. go. pack your bags. We're going soon. I'm down. I know. I know. I know. I know. So okay. So everybody, stay calm, right? Because yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, put your phone on airplane, turn your Wi-Fi off as much as you can, you know, avoid living near these cell phone towers. I'm I'm seeing so many pop up. It is like, it's ridiculous. And, and you know, and most importantly, like stay calm because, you, and be informed because we really don't know what the full term, what the long-term effects is of these type of uh, radio frequencies. Um, but you, you know, be mindful. So. Right. You can, yep. Yep. That's true. You got kids. Put your put your internets down. You know, we're at the dinner table. You know, you ever see a family full of people and everybody is in their phones? Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's the wow. way of life. It becomes a way of life. Yeah, especially mm. now. So yeah, yeah. Put them down. Put All them right. down. So that's good. That's good. Thank you. Thank you for that information. I appreciate it. So with uh, appreciation, I will say that we have found ourselves at the weekend the board. That, that, that should be my dating profile. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about yourself. Just simply, did you read the profile? Okay, then. Let's do it. So, um, everybody's on social media, and these posts are so funny, and these memes, I appreciate it. So, the one that stood out to me was uh, my comedian comrade, Mr. T.K. Kirkland, also known as T to the motherfucking K. He yeah. posted... He posted on his IG um, a very good question while we're all in quarantine, keeping our social distance. And um, the meme basically said, for all you ladies without in-house D, y'all are right over there. (laughs) And I just was cracking up because he ain't lying. Are y'all all right? Was, listen, everybody had dick appointments they couldn't go to. People were scratching their necks like fiends. Let me tell you, I went into, I think. Everybody's Tyrone Biggums out here. <laughs> hey, super. <laughs> I, yes, let me, uh, I, okay. I remember I called you to tell you that they have sex toys in CVS. You told me, and I told you to take a picture. Listen, I have a picture. So, okay. So, well, we'll I took yeah, a picture. Because, okay, I will post it because I could not believe my eyes. I was walking through CVS, and I was like, oh, holy bananas. Like, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm like, what kind? What kind of, what kind of sex toy? Yeah, listen, they got, they got little vibrators. They got the bullet. They have, like, Trojan make something. I couldn't believe it. And I was like, oh, my God. So, I went in there the next day with a trench coat and some sunglasses to buy a toy. And I had the um, Pink Panther music behind me going and I had the nerve to try to use one of my coupons and I listen I made a scene because you know those coupons like are fucking six feet long and the lady behind me was like ma'am can you hurry up I was looking at her like can you mind your damn business and I couldn't use my coupon which was for like healthcare products I looked at the guy I was like this is CVS I was like it's corona this product is a coronavirus service Got kicked out. So I left there. Then I went to Target and Target had them too. And I was like, round of applause. Let me make that ass clap. (laughs) Girl, I went and got, I got what I needed. I got some paper towel. I got a toy. I got some yogurt. (laughs) I bought, I bought a pillow. 
<laughs> okay. Desperate times call for desperate messages. I and mean, a snicker bar. And a snicker bar. So Target said, Target said, I got your Target, all right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I feel like, you know, everybody is like, it's like a game of musical chairs. Like everybody was sort of playing musical chairs. You know, music was good. You go over here and, you know. I'm talking to the single people and those trying to live single life. So pre-corona, that's what we're going to have to say. Pre-corona, pre-corona. You know, everybody was playing this game of musical chairs. And now that the music has stopped, you know, you got to ask, you got a chair? Who got a chair? Who got what a chair? Are you using my chair? You better not be using my chair. <laughs> Some of us ain't got no chairs. So, you know, I think it's, I mean, it's fun. I, TK Kirkland, shout out to him. Um, so funny. So funny. Remember, uh, Who raised you? Who raised you? That's his favorite. Anyway, um, de- you know, I think for everyone, you know, we're, we're all kind of on this, like, wait and see what's going on. But, like, everybody's dating life has severe, it's, it's like, it's like the DJ who scratched the record. And, everybody. <laughs> Everybody, I mean, how do you, how, you know, how's everybody keeping in touch? Because you don't have the, the restaurants are not open, the little, you know, the little hot spots for, you know, somebody who um, had a little, you know, hot little social life, you know, you gotta, you gotta take that shit online. You know, you gotta, you locked inside. I mean, everybody has become a video conferencer so far. <laughs> Wait, did you see, did you see the, um, the dude in the bubble who asked his neighbor out on a date and he, he, um, he sent a drone over asking her for a date and like to basically like FaceTime with him and they've been dating now and he like created some, I mean, some type of technology bubble and he like met her outside and like walked in a bubble and like had flowers for her. It was so oh, cute. No, I didn't see that. That's oh, so cute. It is so, it's so cute and creative. So, so cute. I'm trying to think what's the name of what they're calling him. Are they calling him like oh, I want to go bubble? on a virtual date like that? The bubble. That's so cute. She was like on her roof, like getting fresh air, and he like sent the drone out. And it was like, you know, like, can you talk later? And then like they show them like going back and forth, having conversations. It's really cute. Well, oh, that is cute. I mean, I think that's what that's the next wave here so you know the virtual date i mean i've I've gone out on a on virtual a virtual date you know it's, oh, it's okay. cute um i think the next thing for everybody is virtual sex wait listen we're just, gonna, we're just gonna take it to another level let's let's be real here listen it's gonna, it's gonna be a lot of it's gonna be a lot of so what that mouth do <laughs> watch <laughs> pull up to your screen nigga <laughs> what that mouth do <laughs> you know it's gonna it's a lot of little boosies going on out here <laughs> show me mm-hmm. show me why does this cap right people are gonna cut to the chase real quick like you know i don't know but i know and everything isn't there um there's a, a reality show uh with is it nick lachey i think and it's like a dating show where just through conversation like you're in a pod you have conversation with a person and over a certain amount of time it's like you ask them to marry yeah. you like you never met each other yet you haven't met each other yet. you don't know what they look like but you have to go off of like just pure conversation of getting to yeah, I mean this is this is going to be the new wave like life as we knew it we're not going back to that so Aww. this is going to be the new wave of things which I mean you know real talk it'll probably help people create these stronger bonds mm-hmm. because With you are not <laughs> I mean it's you don't have time for the frivolous like like yeah. you used to you know now you're like you actually connected you ever try to talk to somebody face to face well on a video video conferencing face to face you know yeah, Keeping I, that conversation going is different than, you know, you over here doing whatever you need to be doing and, yeah, right. you know, you don't see that person. So 
I I actually think this is going. You know, we good thing. ladies, ladies, we gonna we gonna be all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, huh, I listen when I saw those toys in there, I was like Christmas. Listen, I, and I went and bought some batteries. I was like, listen, you got to tell yeah, people. Everybody getting in touch with themselves. Oh, Look, right I mean, there. you have no choice. You really getting in touch with yourself. You know, we everybody's Literally. home. Quarantine, you getting to really know yourself. High five, high five, like. Yeah, I think I think everybody everybody will be okay. I think, I think. Well, I don't. Yeah, I think some people are gonna kind of. You know, you ever know that person that you work with who you could just tell they didn't get no D, and it's like she got such an attitude. She needs some mm-hmm. dick. You know that female. You know, like one minute she's like, mm, "Have a good weekend," and then you know she got some dick. She be like, "You all have a nice weekend. Bye. Take care. Tell the kids I said hi." But mm-hmm, she got some dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got that a dick one. adjustment. Well, that one. She's having a problem right now. That one. No, she, like I said, she's gonna have to, you know, work it out. That that virtual sex is is gonna be the new wave. Everybody's gonna have their own porn hub chat room. Everybody's doing it. Yeah, be careful out there, cause you know, dudes are screenshotting you and sending it to their homies. So, ladies, be careful though. Be smart. True indeed. True mm-hmm. indeed. Dudes don't mind dick pics. That's one thing. Dudes just don't care. They will send a dick pic. Cause their face ain't attached to it. This is true, this, especially when they got something to be proud of. <laughs> I'm telling. Yeah, you have, you have, I mean, and that's what we do. Like, seriously, you get a dick pic. Aren't we, aren't we passing on to everybody? Like, look, I got my top five homegirls that really need to see this. Everybody get in here. Everybody get in here right now. Come on. Come on. One, come on. Come on. Look, look, look. You know what? The greatest show on earth. Listen, I had uh, Chris Brown's dick. Remember he had, I had it as my uh, You had Chris Brown's dick? I know you did. I am. <laughs> I remember you passed it around like it was a joint. I made it my, my screensaver. Like, do y'all see this? People be like, oh, look at pictures of my son. I'd be like, look at this. I will pull that shit. <laughs> pictures of your son. Let me show you what I got in here. Hold on. Let me find this. Give me one second. Mm. Bam. Ah! I'm like, see, you need to grow up. Shoot. Show you how your son got here. That right there is popping. See that? Chris Brown had a good mm. picture. He had a good one. I remember. I yeah. remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look, at me, look at me, my mouth watering. That was nice. Mm hmm. <laughs> I appreciate it. Good, yeah. Look, ladies, if a dude sent you a pic and you feel like you're worthy, DM me. That's the only time uh, I want to see chicks in my DM. Is there <laughs> I am so trifling. Don't you love it? <laughs> I'm with you too. Like, okay, then send it to me. <laughs> and it's anonymous, isn't it? Ironic, don't you think? <laughs> we just start like a, a like a like a, a a rating. Ooh, that would be good. Like send us send us all the the dick pics. Not guy. I mean, you know what I mean. But and then let's rate them. But let's be mm-hmm. real though. When it's attached to like a good looking face, isn't that even better? Does that make you smile a little bit? Have his mercy. I, you know what I say I when I see it? If it's like a cutie and I'd be like, oh fuck him, mm-hmm. I'd be mad. Like oh. then you want to then you want to know like is it medium or like what's is that like. What's, is that all the way, or like you got more? You got more to come. How far is your hand, though? <laughs> this season one or season two? <laughs> hey, cats and kittens! <laughs> Are you for show for grow? What you doing? What you do? What that mouth do? What you? <laughs> oh god! Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. Look how y'all doing over there. I'll show you how we're doing over here. We're losing our fucking minds. <laughs> Wait, did you ever see Mike Epps when he talks about taking Viagra and he called his girl and was like, if you don't come home, I'm going to fuck this couch. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> ladies, ladies out here humping couches. <laughs> is that how you think we're doing, TK? Is that how you think we're doing? Come on. We have a lot more class about ourselves. Get it together. <sighs> oh, no. It might get real out here, though. Good time. Whew. All right. Okay. Okay. Moving on. What's <laughs> okay. next? What's next? <laughs> um. So now I got to tell you about That's My Jam. That's My Jam. That's My Jam. My That's jam. My Jam. Okay. So I got to tell you about my that my jam. Do tell. I know you know this because this was like one of the songs. Let me just, let me just paint a picture because you know I like to paint a picture. Okay. I'm going to take you back to 1998. Nicole <gasps> Ray's Make It Hot, produced by Timbaland. So the rap on it was by this rapper Mocha. I don't know what happened to her, but Mocha, her rapping the beginning. But uh, anyway, you can catch me any day. Missy Elliott was on it. In the video, you remember the late great Aaliyah was in it. It was player, it was genuine. Um, so a few things I didn't know. Nicole Ray, she was actually the first female signed to Rockefeller Records. And she said in her BET Where Are They Now special that I just watched that she was discovered by Missy Elliott when she was in middle school. Can you imagine? Oh, wow. In middle school. So, wow. um, and she tells this story about... Um, she said she was in school and she was like telling people like, yeah, you know, I'm on these, I, I met, I met Jay-Z, I met Faith, you know, all these, and nobody believed her. She said they were in the cafeteria. She went to school in Virginia mm-hmm. and her video came, this video came on, make it hot. And she said how everybody surrounded her in the cafeteria. Like, Oh, can you imagine that feeling? Oh, like she told so, them. This song has, it has so, I have so many memories of this song. I don't remember, I don't know if you remember, but this was like when me and you were like hanging hard in the city, going to yeah, uh, the Roxy and going Lady to the tunnel. Okay. This was like back in that day. And remember playing the game we used to like play at the stoplights and we would stop at the stoplight and then get out and dance before oh, the yeah. light turn. Oh yeah, turn. Amani, uh, Amani is like the star of that. She, <laughs> come on, let's go. She get out so fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good times. Good times. Good times. So good time. this song, just uh, so many memories. It was just like, I got what you want. Got what you need. Can I get another shot? Yo, yo. And then Timberland was in the back. Then. I'm going to make it hot. Yeah. Boom. 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 I just felt it. What? Call my man at the crib. He turned off his phone. Said to Calling back. Why silly? Mm-hmm. That was good. Make yeah. it hot. Nicole Ray. Mm-hmm. That was good. That was a good one. That was my good jam. One. That was my jam. That was a good, that was a good throwback. That was a good West Side Highway sitting in traffic. Mm-hmm. Trying to make it to the mm-hmm. club before midnight. <laughs> Where were we trying to go? Yeah, that was, that was the tunnel. Know, the tunnel. Um, cheetah. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. man. We was out. Ouch, yeah. <laughs> In these streets, we out chim. Mm-hmm. Nicole Ray, love yeah. it, love it. So now, can we just support our black businesses all the time, all day? Yes, we are at the support black business segment of the show, and believe in supporting products and services made for us by us. So today, I just definitely want to give a great shout out, and we want to support, especially at this time. Um, Enviro, which is eco-friendly, extra durable, strong trash bags. Uh, they're Atlanta, Georgia based, and you can find them at envirobags.com. And they can also be found on webuyblack.com. Uh, their motto is, we got the bag. Do you? 
which I thought was hilarious because everybody's talking about secure the bag, secure the bag. And this gentleman is like, I'm an entrepreneur about my business. I got the bag. I got the bag, you know? So, hey, if you bought glad bags, why not buy black? Like, let's be real. Okay. And your bag, your trash bags is black. So you might as well buy black. Okay. Yes. This is so simple. This is so simple. So yes. um, Let's continue to support again. That's Enviro, N-V-I-R-O bags.com and again it can also be found on webuyblack.com sounds good sounds good all right all right well we have come to the end cats and kittens <laughs> i got there cats and kids that is like my fa- okay so, you keep saying it's funny and i have no idea i i gotta see this show cool cats and kittens anyway <laughs> All right, y'all. You can subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. You can listen on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Spotify. Watch That's What I'm Saying, the TV show weekdays on Island TV or on the Island TV app. And holler at us. Hit us in our DMs. Follow us on Instagram at TwizPod. And what else do we need to tell our peeps, Tara? Ah, you can text the word TwizPod, T-W-I-S-P-O-D, to 31996. Again, that's the word TwizPod, T-W-I-S-P-O-D, to 31996. To be in the know and to stay up to date on my upcoming comedy shows, as well as our podcasts and TV events. We love you all. Thank you for coming and showing up. Peace. Peace.